Hey, thanks so much, Claudia. A massive welcome to uh, everyone in the room. There's lots of new faces here. Um, and um, yeah, it's so great to have you here with us today. And if you're tuning in for the first time, let me just reiterate that warning. That, so, that warning, that welcome. <laughs> Don't know what happened there. That welcome. It is so good to have you here in spite of what I just said. <laughs> uh, great. Well, it's fair to say that um, the first holiday I had with uh, my first young child in tow was a shock to the system. Uh, Noah, who was slightly younger than Olive and Esther was, oh, there we go, there's a photo, photo of him there. Um, we'll get that away for the moment. <laughs> um, he, he, um, he was just such a, or he is such a wonderful uh, bundle of joy, but man, I was not prepared for what a holiday like with a, was like with a small child. Um, at the time of the holiday, Emily and I were transitioning from uh, a couple with plenty of capacity and a reasonable amount of money and uh, spare time. We were transitioning into the new phase of life, which was having a child. <laughs> and one of our handovers of our previous life was, if you like, our car. Um, Emily and I, we were trying for a baby for what felt like an absolute age. It went on and on, and when it seemed like it wasn't happening, what I decided to do was order this lovely three-door coupe car. However, by the time it arrived, it transpired that Emily was pregnant, but I wasn't getting rid of the car. So we had this totally impractical car. It wasn't child-friendly in any way, so much so that when I was uh, doing a bit of researching for buggies, uh, there were three buggies that you could buy in the UK that would actually fit in the boot of the car. That was it. Those were the only three. It was so small. And so as we drove to our holiday cottage in Devon, the car was packed up to the nines with so much stuff. It's unbelievable the amount of stuff you need with a newborn child. And I was really looking forward to relaxing on this holiday, you know, lazy uh, mornings, you know, relaxing breakfast, maybe buy a paper or two, you know, and then go for a little wander and then come back, maybe have a pub lunch, just, just chill out, just relax. And my brain hadn't made a leap to the reality that life was going to be a little bit different on holiday with a baby in tow. If anything, any routine that we had worked really hard in Nottingham to, to create was just thrown totally out the window as soon as we arrived in this holiday cottage in Devon. And if anything, we got even less sleep. So after a full-on day out, which wasn't the uh, pub garden three-hour experience that I was hoping for, we'd get home at the grumpiest part of the day for Noah. All of us would be tired and hungry. One of us would have to cook. The other one would just juggle uh, Noah on our knee, try and keep him entertained until bedtime. Let's see that picture again, actually. This is a picture of us in that holiday. You know, I'm smiling, but can you look at my eyes? <laughs> Look at my eyes there. You know, that is the face of a man who is just undergoing an unbelievable paradigm shift to, uh, to what life was like with a child, what life's like with a child. The reality is that life with children, life with a child, is one full of self-sacrifice. Isn't that true, parents? <laughs> yeah, we've got some emphatic nods in the room. If you're at home, nod along with us if that, if that rings true. 
Emily and I, we now have three kids. They're here today at the back. Hello, kids. Feel free to heckle if anything I say is not true. <laughs> We've got Noah, who's 11, Evie, who's 10, and Jasmine, who's 8. And the sleep gets better, but the self-sacrifice, it actually remains the same. You know, watching films that I wouldn't necessarily choose to watch with a couple of obvious exceptions, like Karate Kid recently. Well, amazing. Um, activities. I wouldn't choose to embark on normally. Here's a recent picture of Evie uh, doing an activity she was dead keen to do. Does anyone want to see the finished results? There we go. Uh, you get a clap, Evie. Um, if anyone's, I'm sure no one's wondering, but I am someone from the 101 Dalmatians there. Um, so we, we spend our time, um, Emily and I, clearing up after our kids, ferrying them around saying yes, saying, saying the same things over, to the, uh, over and over to them. You know, and our kids do jobs. They actually would say that they do a lot more than their friends in their school. So they do their packed lunches every day. They each clear the uh, dishwasher a couple of times a week. They tidy their rooms. But the reality is they create a lot more mess than they actually clear up, even now. And as the kids get older, Maybe the physical work gets less, but the emotional sacrifice gets more as we allow them to make their own way in life. Mistakes and all. Sorry if this isn't what you had in mind when, uh, when you were thinking about having kids. Why do we do it? Well, we do it because we love them. We love them because we want them to grow up, not just to be good people, but to be all that God has called them to be. And this experience of living a life of self-sacrifice actually gives parents a tiny glimpse, the tiniest glimpse into understanding how our Father in heaven cares for us. However, his sacrifice, motivated by perfect love, is infinitely better. If you want to turn with me to John 3.16, this is the most memorized verse in the whole Bible, and it perfectly illustrates this reality. It says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. What truths can we learn about God the Father through John 3.16? Well, firstly, the truth that God loves the world. That is, he loves the great totality of fallen, sinful human beings. He loves those who have never acknowledged his existence. He loves those who actually actively insult and attack and undermine him. He loves them. Now, my, my love for my kids, that's also unconditional. You know, I love them regardless of what they do, whether they're having a good day or a bad day. That's the case. But that's not the same as God's love for us, for the human race. It's not totally altruistic as, as, uh, as his is, because my love's not one way. You know, they're my kids, as well as a challenge. There's relationship. They bring me such joy. They love me as well as me loving them. However, God goes on loving the world in spite of the sin and the rejection from human beings. God the Father's love for us 
it's so much better than any earthly father. Even the best earthly parents pales in comparison to God the Father's love for each and every one of us. And this love is directed to all of us, every single person, whether you know him or not. We're all part of the world. We've all rejected God in one way or another. We've broken any hope of relationship that uh, we have with him on our own. So what did God do? He reached out to us, and in love, he reached out to save us from ourselves. And that's just like what a parent has to do sometimes. They have to intervene to save their children from themselves, to save their children from some of the thought processes that they're having, some of the actions that they're doing. So how did he reach out? How did he demonstrate this love? It says, God so loved the world that he gave his son. This love, it's so kind, it's of such intensity and such magnitude that it moved God to give his son to die for the world. This is the most complete example of self-sacrifice that has ever been. Our Father in love, our Father in heaven's love, it wasn't mere sentiment, it was specific action. He gave his own son in order to clear up the mess of our sin and our shame, the things that were uh, getting in the way of relationship with him. And he needed this to happen because he's perfectly sinless. He's perfect. And which means that the mess that we create is a barrier for us being able to come into relationship with him. But because he wanted that relationship, he sent Jesus as a sacrifice to die on the cross. So this act of love... It takes away our sin, our shame, our rejection of God, and it enables us to come into relationship with him, with our Father in heaven, and we come into relationship righteous and accepted. So, motivated by the love, our Heavenly Father gave his only Son. Why? So that whoever believes in him will not perish, should not perish, but have eternal life. In other words, this act of love enables us to spend eternity in relationship with him. This love opens a real door. It opens a real door so that anyone who believes in the Son will enter into eternal life. And we're able to come into relationship with him once and for all. This is the incredible news of the gospel. Therefore, because his love is indiscriminate, it may be spoken and promised to and applied to everyone, to everyone, to everyone without exception. This love says, look, if you believe in my son, I will give you eternal life. And I can do this justly because my son cancelled the debts of all who believe. To whoever believes in him, whoever personally trusts in him, the promise is that they will not perish in eternal judgment, but they will have eternal life. And this life of abundant joy, of immeasurable blessing in the presence of God forever, that's what we've got to look forward to. But there's more good news. The good news is the reality. We can experience a lot of that 
in the present time. Not yet fully, not totally, not in all, but in some significant measure right now, we can encounter God, we can experience the blessings and the joy that that is. So this is a call to each and every one of us. There's no barrier too great. There's no problem too big. There's no lifestyle too messed up that God can't overcome it and bring you into right relationship with him. All you need to do is acknowledge him as Lord in your life. That's why the gospel is such good news. That's why this sacrifice is better than any other. And that's why our Father in heaven is better than even the best earthly dad. Parenthood is a joy, it really is, and it's a challenge. It's full of self-sacrifice, and it's a perfect illustration of the best example of self-sacrifice there has ever been and there ever will be. Dave and Ellie, Chris and B, it's hard being a parent, and I can't imagine how hard it's been for you guys over the last year with all the extra restrictions in place. But through the sacrifice, through the challenge, we also have the joy of being able to represent to our children something of who our Father in heaven is. And for all of us, maybe you're, you've been a Christian for an awfully long time. Well, perhaps today, God the Father wants to remind you to help you get a fuller grasp of how much he loves you. It came through in worship, didn't it? Over and over again today. The Father's love, Jesus' love for us. And for some of you, you might not have heard this before or this, you might have heard it in the distant mists of time. If that's you, if you never responded to God's love personally and you'd like to explore what we're talking about, then I strongly encourage you to do what JP uh, said during our notices and come along to our Alpha course. It's, it is. I went on Alpha when I uh, was exploring faith. It's one of the best ways in, a, in an environment where you can just ask those questions that you're thinking, where you're not going to be judged, where you can um, yeah, ask some of the bigger, more profound questions of life. And we're running one on Tuesday. We would love to see you there. So you can sign up on our website. You can chat to someone after the meeting. On that Zoom course afterwards, say that you want to be part of Alpha. Drop us an email at hello at gracechurchnottingham.org. Just if you are at all interested, you've got nothing to lose and potentially everything to gain. Let's have the band. So what we're going to do now is we're going to finish this meeting just by lifting our eyes to Jesus again. He is the one who made a way for us to come into relationship with God the Father. Let's focus on him. He's good. He's the one who transforms. This is what this whole thing is about. Mm -hmm.